Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, yeah. So uh, first of all, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you to Jacent for having me on the show. Um, she's been asking me to be on it for a minute. And I've always felt, you know, that imposter syndrome of like, oh, I don't even know what I'd share. I don't even know why I'd be on here. Uh, but no one's been more encouraging and uplifting and helped me clear my mindset around so many different things like Jacent, just watching her and live her life. Um, so yeah, just thank you first and foremost for allowing me to be on here. Um, so about me, uh, my name is Ariel Alisea. I live out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I have an eight month old baby, so I'm a new mama, um, completely has changed my life. Um, I run an insurance agency, so insurance, not the most glamorous thing ever. However, I've learned just how important it is. Um, and it very much ties into understanding, uh, money and your wealth and how to build a legacy. So it's actually a very important product. I do life insurance, uh, building a team. So training other people how to do well in this business. And then just really my focus on building a team is really helping other women be able to make more money. So it really is a company that is allowing women to generate income in a way that they, I never have been able to before. Um, and now understanding how important the product is, it's been a game changer for me. Uh, so a little bit about my history. I am the type of person that's never really found a place to call home when it comes to work. So I'm sure a lot of women can relate to this. Um, you know, we're taught to get into the work field, maybe as young as like 15, 16, I worked probably 12 different jobs in like a 10 year period, could never really find a home. Not that I wasn't a hard worker, I just never felt like this was the right industry, this was the right fit. I never was good at working for somebody else. <laughs> so you tell me to be in the office from nine to five, I'm the one that showed up at 9.15 just because. <laughs> so I was never one that understood the concept of trading my time for money. Um, and then especially now, like the thought of like, you have to request time off to go on a vacation and you have to ask if you can go to a freaking doctor's appointment. Like I just never, never could like come to agreement with that nine to five life. However, if you have a nine to five and it works for you, I'm not saying change it. I'm just saying it was never really a good fit for me. I was always that rebel in the workplace. Um, so always had a desire to be an entrepreneur. I've had many failed attempted businesses. Um, and a lot of it was learning how to better manage my money, how to understand my relationship with money, uh, how that ties into understanding sales, because in my mind, sales was always a negative had a negative wrap around it of being in sales was kind of like a dirty word. Um, and so understanding the healthy side of sales and then now to where I am today, where I own my own agency, I have about 10 women that are starting under my team now and uh, watching them make at least 10 to 15 K a month is like the cherry on top of my professional life is seeing that other people can make the type of money that I've been able to make is just gold. So it's been quite a journey as far as like the professional route. Um, 
that's kind of a little bit about me on the professional sense. <laughs> yeah. You said 10 to 15. You said at least 10 to 15. And I'm so we're going to have to come back to that. But first, I think we need to, you know, I think we need to back up before we before we dive into that stuff. And so, you know, you mentioned having an eight month old and I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, time flies. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I remember, I remember, you know, you mentioning that you were pregnant and, you know, watching, watching your pregnancy on social media, um, you know, during you know, the height of like the pandemic and things and whatnot. And so it's really crazy because I think if I recall correctly, you can always um, make sure that I'm, I'm not making this up, that we had met at a networking event Mm-hmm. because we had a mutual friend who connected us. And so, you know, we had met probably, I think it was, must've been like January, February or so mm-hmm. um, when we got connected. And so it was that time, 2020. And, and then you had joined the challenge that I had the first time in February and mm-hmm. you were just like a rock star killing it. You know what I mean? And so I remember, um, I remember just your, energy around like making sure that you followed through on things. It just seems like when you commit yourself to something, you know, even though it might be challenging, um, you do your best to like follow through. And so like you mentioned, having multiple businesses that you've maybe started and failed and like, that's the story of most successful (laughs) entrepreneurs, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. we see people at the end when they have the successful business and we're like, oh my gosh, why can't I do that? Or like, what's wrong with me that I haven't gotten there yet? And it's like, you have to look back at the trail to see how many ideas they had previously or how many different things that they tried before they even got to the position that they're in now. And so for you to say, now you're employing and and supporting a team of 10 women and and expanding even more um, is so, and in like short time, because this isn't what you were doing the whole time, right? So I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, briefly on your experience of like the challenge, but also kind of what happened after and and the evolution of of your process in life that led you to now doing something, you know, completely different. Yeah. So the challenge was always like right here. Okay. <laughs> so I was always, and I would say even to this day, like I am my own worst enemy. And I know a lot of women, men can relate to this is we see other people doing it and there's that little bit of hope and that faith of like, oh, I could do it too. Or if they could do it, I could do it. And then something in our mind tells us, oh, no, 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 not me, you know? And so I always had that problem of like, it was always this pull and push with my own self of like, yes, I can do it, but oh, I don't know, maybe not me, you know? And I think Every, everything that I've ever done in my life, as far as jobs and um, going into entrepreneurship, learning about my money mindset and learning about my relationship with money, always came back to that tug of war that I had in myself, right? And so, and I, I think it's an ever evolving process of even to this day, it's like, well, can I lead a team? Can I teach other people to make 10 to 15K? And then they're doing it. And it's like, oh, I am doing it, you know? And so I, I remember I even had this conversation with myself when I became a new mom Um, my baby was probably like three or four weeks old. And I remember crying and telling my mom, like, I don't think I can do this. And then my mom was like, what do you mean? You already are, you know? And it's like, there's so many times in our own life where we think it's harder because we're in it. We think it's harder than it actually is. And so we're like, I don't think I can do this. And then you look 
you know, bigger picture and you kind of step out of your current view and you're like, oh, wait, I already am. You know, I'm already creating. I'm already working. I'm already paying my bills somehow. I'm already uh, making ends meet. I'm already managing my schedule. I'm already being a mom, you know, and it's like we we kind of have to step back and kind of look at like what we've already done, what we've already accomplished. Um, so that kind of answer your question. That's the yeah. big is what's going on in your own head. <laughs> oh, always. And it, and you mentioned some things, and I'm like literally same. You know, like we can look at other people and they can seem confident or like they have it together and like they're calm, cool and collected. And really it's like, we're kind of like ducks you know, with our feet paddling under the water. Not that we're trying to come off that way and, and hide something, but that it's like, you just get better at learning how to deal with some of the noise that comes up and then having a conversation with it to say, no, that's not what we're going to do right now. Or I don't believe you, or here's the evidence of the contrary um, that actually, you know, says that I am doing it. I am capable. um, And it's okay for me not to be perfect and to learn along the way. And I think that you mentioning that is so key because I know there are some people who are listening that are like, okay, I'm not the only one or people that feel crazy, you know, kind because that back and forth can make you really feel like, Mm-hmm. Is it me or, you know, like it really can make you doubt yourself to the point that you really will sometimes think like, oh, maybe I'm crazy. Like maybe, maybe my ideas are crazy. Maybe I want too much or maybe, you know, I'm dreaming too big and there's no such thing. Right. And so mm-hmm. um, I think that you mentioning that is so key because it does always evolve and it never stops per se. Hopefully it gets easier to manage, but the challenges keep coming up because, you know, to me, life is like a video game. And so when you're playing a video game, though you advance to another level because you beat the last one, there's still a challenge on the new level and you're still going to have to figure out how to maneuver through it. And oftentimes the challenges look very similar to, to what you saw on previous levels. But what people get mixed up is that they think that because they're experiencing a challenge, and because the challenge looks similar to something they've dealt with before, that they're that they're falling backward, like that they're behind, mm-hmm. that they've messed up or that they're not headed in the right direction. It's like, no, 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 no. Like if the thing keeps coming back and it looks different, it has a different face or a different name, that means actually you're probably advancing and that you're, you know, you're having to master it on a new level. And so yes. I absolutely love what you said. Yes. And I've definitely, because I know a lot of your audience is like, around money mindset and around money and mental health. And that same exact point is what ties into my relationship with money. Because I realized like I I come a long way on being able to manage and budget my money. And then I, you know, um, long story short, I got divorced and then I had to learn how to remanage my money as a single woman with a lot of debt from the divorce and everything, all the decisions that came with that, right? So then I was like, okay, so this is like a whole new level of learning how to manage money. Um, And then I recently sold my home. Now I'm a new mom and a new business owner. And so when you run your own business, managing money is like a whole nother ball game. So here I was just recently having that conversation with myself, like, wait, I'm like good with money. Like, why do I feel all of a sudden like I'm not? And it's not that I'm not, it's that this is a whole nother level of learning how to manage money. And I think God, the universe, whoever is out there, that I got to this point because it was all those other lessons in my life of learning how to manage money that now that realization of like, oh, this is a new level of learning how to manage money. Um, And I feel like you can't... um, 
you know, like a baby, you have to crawl and then walk and then run. And then you can, you know, at 16, drive a car. It's the same with all the other levels in our life. Sometimes we could try to jump ahead, um, but it doesn't always work. So sometimes like by the grace of God or the universe having our back of like, there's always levels and steps for a reason. You know, we're not jumping full ahead, slingshot to the final level, whatever that means. Um, you know, there's a reason why life gives us baby steps. And it doesn't feel like baby steps because whenever you're at that new quote unquote level, it's like, oh man, like what is this? You know? Um, but everything is everything's a building block in life. And if you look at it as a lesson of getting you to the next level, then you can take everything with like a grain of salt or as a lesson learned or as like, okay, like what can I gain out of this season in my life? You know? Yeah. I love that you mentioned um, baby steps, but it doesn't feel like baby steps when you're in it. It feels like a huge mountain when you're in it. It feels like a boulder. It feels like, you know, um, much more than it often is. And that's to me, I don't know if anyone's ever done like a, oh gosh, like any trust exercises or whatever the case is. Um, I'm remembering one time, I'm not sure exactly why we did this, but you know, we were like blindfolded and someone else led us like in a walk. I think I must've done it in my acting class. And so they're like, okay, you're going to step off of a ledge and right. You're going to step off of something. There's going to be like a decline or whatever the case may be. And so I was like, what? And so in our head, because we can't see it, you know, fully, we're thinking it, is it huge? Is it small? We don't know. Um, but really it's like, not that bad. <laughs> when, when, when we actually take the step, it's not as bad as we were making it out to be. And no. so I love that you mention it because, um, yeah, it's necessary. And sometimes it's unhealthy and unhelpful and unproductive and maybe painful to try to jump ahead. It's actually worse off for you sometimes to do that than to take mm -hmm. the steps because that's like, you know, um, free falling or like getting on an elevator and just dropping to the bottom. Like there's a reason why the elevator goes at the pace that it does, because otherwise like you would die. Like if they just <laughs> dropped you to the bottom from the top of the stratosphere, you right. would be a pancake by the time you got to the bottom. And so um, I think that's really key that you mentioned that. And so I would love to hear about, you know, like why, why you decided to do the challenge with us, you know, in February, 2020, like what drew you to it or what made you want to, to kind of get involved or learn more? Yeah. So I was already on this journey of wanting to better understand my money mm -hmm. um, because I felt like I was already getting to a good place, but that's the thing about life, right? Is that there's always we, we as humans, we have to, have to, have to always be willing to grow. Like if we're not growing, we're dying. And I just really believe that it's, it's very important. I think even for our sanity, our happiness and our health overall to constantly be wanting to grow, you know, because there's no such, I think when you feel like you've arrived, you kind of come off as that person that's quote unquote, right? Like you're not relevant anymore, you know, because yeah. none of us have arrived. <laughs> so you want to continue being, you know, it's good to be curious and it's good to want to learn. And so, you know, I uh, was following you and saw what you were doing and saw that you were doing this money challenge of at least having so much in the bank, right? Previously, I was good at saving, right? And then life happened and I wasn't really good at saving. Um, and so I was like, well, where's my money going? Okay, I need to get back on track. So the challenge actually came at the right time because I literally saved just enough money for when this was like February, I think was your challenge, right? And then yeah. the pandemic hit in March is when our city was set, shut down in Las Vegas. And I lost my job for the second time. And that money 
ironically was like just enough to carry me through to where I got unemployment. And then the unemployment was just enough to carry me through when I started going into working for myself. So like everything aligned perfectly. And I think like, we think we get these lucky breaks of when things just align, but I think we actually like create our alignment by taking action. So it's like, I had to watch you and then agree to take the steps. You know, if I just watched you and kept scrolling or whatever, then I wouldn't have gotten the reward. So it's like, we have to take our part in like creating that alignment in our life, if that makes sense. I'm going to have to go back and listen to the episode myself because that was a whole gem, you know, like (laughs) what? Like that in and of itself, if y'all are listening, y'all need to go back and just rewind that once, twice, write it down, put it on the phone. Um, Because it's so, I think that is the piece, the missing piece for most people is that so many people are waiting to feel like it, waiting for motivation, you know, um, waiting to feel confident, feel like they need to see the way and all of the Mm -hmm. steps to how they're going to get to where they want to be next before they take action. And that's actually what holds so many people back is that you have to take action first. And that's when the clarity and the alignment shows up. And we have to think about it as like, you're raising, you know, you're raising a child. If anyone listening has a niece or a nephew, a a child of their own, you know, children that they've worked with in in a job or whatever, is that when we watch someone learning and growing, when they're having a challenge, we typically want to see that they have put forth effort before we step in to support them because we don't want to rob them of the opportunity of, of growing and learning from the experience. So if someone is learning how to tie their shoes, we want to see that they're trying to, you know, work, you know, the laces and whatnot before we just like, I'll do it myself. You know what I mean? And so, what just the same way that we do that in relationships or specifically like with children is the best to me, the best picture. Um, That's what's happening with us in life is that, you know, no, no help is going to show up (laughs) until we have made a commitment, taken some action and, and kind of, you know, made a declaration that we are willing to be open to that learning process in the first place. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's what's crazy too, is that we see the same thing in business, um, at least in my business, but I'm, I'm sure it's true in any business, right? But the more you put into the business, the more return you're going to get. And that's what's scary for people going into business is like, they don't want to make that initial investment. But mm-hmm. the more you put in, the more the universe blesses you back for whatever reason. That's just how it works. And so I think the more people can look like, don't be afraid to take steps, you know, and calculated risks, right? Like we hear that all the time, right? There is a such thing as calculated risks, but usually the calculation part of the risk is already done for you because you can find examples of people that have already done it, right? So there's your calculated risk. You know what I mean? Just go find someone that's already done it and then go mirror them, you know? So then at that point, it's not that risky. If they can do it, you can do it. They put on pants the same way you do, one leg at a time. So, you know, if they can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do anything in my philosophy if they're willing to put in the work. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So, you know, obviously, which is always blows my mind literally to always think about is just like the timeliness of, of all of the things, right? Because that was the first time I had ever 
conducted a challenge. Like I didn't even know what I was doing, <laughs> to mm. be honest. I was like, I just think this would be cool. Let's see if it, you know, helps some people or whatever the case may be. And just, you know, some of the some of the outcomes from it were amazing. And I just think like, what if we all continued to hold back on the ideas that we have? How much are we hindering the progression of not only ourselves, but also those who are supposed to be, you know, affected by by the way we want to serve in the world. So if I would never have had the idea and then followed through with it and been like, just that's so stupid. You shouldn't do a challenge. No one's going to sign up. Like it, no one cares. It doesn't matter. Right. Obviously you would have figured things out. Like your life would have been fine, but to think, you know, because I m moved forward on something that was new, didn't know how, what I was doing or whatever the case may be. I just genuinely wanted to serve and like mm -hmm. see if it could help people that it, it turned into this kind of trickle effect. And, and thankfully, right. Like it helped for you to have been more prepared than you would otherwise would have when a freaking pandemic that no one would have been able to predict, um, mm -hmm. would literally do what has never happened before, which is shut everything down and, and right. lead to, to you being laid off. And so what shifts, what mindset shifts do you think that, you know, you had like in the last, you know, maybe during that time or in the last couple of years that have supported you kind of having this really abundant mindset and like, you know, everyone can, can make progress and learn and grow and do things that they never would have thought of. Like what mindset shifts have contributed to that? I would say the biggest mindset mindset shift is definitely like that place of humility. Like you have to be okay with knowing there's a lot that you don't know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think for me, like in a lot of ways, like when you start getting comfortable and you start getting in a routine, and that's probably one of the biggest blessings of the pandemic is that I thought I was sad. Mm -hmm. I thought I was in a good enough place. I didn't really have to make any changes. Right. And so it kind of reset me to a place of like being humble again, you know, and we don't realize how our egos, that's like another dance, right. Of like, is my ego getting in the way or am I still being humble enough to like ask questions? Mm -hmm. There's a saying in our business right now that the person who asks the most questions wins. And it's so true. The more you can like ask other people like, Hey, how to do this? Hey, how to do that? How did, how did you learn how to do this? How did you listening to podcasts and getting curious and like really expanding? Always, always, always asking questions. And there's no such thing as like you learn it in school, right? There's no such thing as a wrong question because one question is going to lead to you asking a better question or wording it better, you know, like or going finding the right person that will help you. Because, um, yeah, I just truly believe that that's it. Like the person who asks the most questions in life wins. The person who stays the most curious. And then um, on the flip side is being someone that's willing to provide answers, right? Mm -hmm. Because you also didn't know what you didn't know. So it's our responsibility as humans or humanity of like, there's plenty to go around for everybody to win. So it's like, if I can show you how to win in the ways that I learned, then great. Because at some point, the tables are always going to turn where there's there's skill sets that you can teach me right mm -hmm. and so my i think my willingness to like hey just sense doing this it's working for her i'm still not debt free so let's just go mirror what she's doing and ask a lot of questions of how she's doing it you know mm -hmm. um so being one that's willing to give answers and being one that's willing to ask questions 
Oh, that's so good because it's, and that's what I typically say. I, I, I usually will talk about it when it comes to like getting a raise or making more money um, is that you always, you want to be able to communicate and demonstrate that you can do both. You can be both a student and a leader. And that requires the versatility to know, you know, at which time you need to do which position. So even as, you know, there are things that I learned from y'all during the challenge and that I learned from watching, you know, you grow and expand and, and then I become a student in that process. And then it becomes a very reciprocal back and forth relationship. And because of that mutual um, beneficial kind of state of being, it leads naturally to reciprocity, right? Like it naturally leads to um, more being coming back to you because you're not only taking, you're also giving what you can. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you have to have all of the answers, but there is something that you know that someone else doesn't. And being able to kind of know when to step into the role of a student and the role of a leader um, helps you to be able to have that balance of giving and getting that just naturally leads to more reciprocity mm -hmm. in general. So yeah. I love that you mentioned that. And so um, you, you, you're doing, you know, the life insurance now with your own agency. I would love to hear, cause you mentioned having like a team of women and wanting to empower women to be able to earn an income, you know, kind of on their terms, right? Mm -hmm. What do you typically see as uh, the biggest challenges for, for women to be able to understand that it's possible or to get to that, you know, 10K, 15K a month. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, okay, so life insurance is pretty serious. So if you don't I'll just get like a brief <laughs> knowledge of life insurance. So life insurance is actually death insurance. We just call it life insurance. Sound better. Um, but basically as you know, we insure everything else, right? We insure our car, we insure our health, we insure our phones, uh, but ensuring your life is probably the most um, honorable thing you can do for your family. And so when I came into this, I actually had a sales background, right? And so when I came into this, I unfortunately had like a sales breath. Okay. So I came in very like, you know, I, I was selling solar. I did staffing and recruiting. I did hotel sales. I did, um, you know, a bunch of different sales jobs. I was running my own business. Not that any of those aren't noble sales is a very 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 valuable skill but now i had to switch into like oh this is like serious like this is really like taking care of people and so a lot of people think that it's either or like i'm either going to take really good care of people or i'm going to make a lot of money and we mm. rarely see and i think it's changing in our day and age which thank god but like you can do both you can help people you can set them up well you can set people up for success and you can make a shit ton of money excuse my language but like you know it doesn't have to be either or you know and it shouldn't be and so i think like I'm starting to see this dichotomy in Instagram, or at least on my Instagram. I don't know if it's the algorithms or whatever. It's like either people hate people that make money. And mm -hmm. so it's the people that aren't making money, right? And so they're constantly bat like bashing the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk and the they're bashing the wealthy, right? Of like, it's bad to be wealthy. And then I see other people who are making good money and are making great changes in the world. And so I think like the biggest thing is like, believe that you can have the money because you're the type of person that's going to use it for good and you're making good money, right? Like you're, you're not a cheesy salesman that's taking advantage of people. You know, most of your audience I'm sure has 
good hearts with good intentions and good values and good morals. And so they deserve to make good money, you know, like it doesn't have to be either or. You can be a good human that's providing great services, that's adding great value, you know, whether you start your own business or you come and work for us, like you can add value, you can be a great human in society, you can help other people with something very noble, honorable, something you're passionate about and you believe in and still make good money. It doesn't have to be either or. Oh, so good. And so I know that we were talking before we started recording and um, I was mentioning uh, Rachel Rogers, we should all be millionaires, right? And so she was Mm -hmm. mentioning um, that same thing, which is because we learn somewhere or hear that, you know, having money is bad or wanting money is bad and people who have money must be crooks, thieves, you know, bad people. Um, But it's like, there are poor people who are bad people, you know what I mean? And there's there's rich people who are bad people. There are poor people who are great people and there are rich people who are great people. Um, it's not mutually exclusive to how much money you have or make that is going to dictate like your character and who you are. And um, I think that's a huge disting- like distinguishing factor that we have to be able to break down because if not, then we'll never be able to serve at the scale of our greatest potential and everything else on the planet lives to its fullest potential, seeks to live to its fullest potential. A tree never says like, I'm just kind of like going to stop growing right here. Cause this is, <laughs> this is, you know, what's normal or you know, yeah. what, <laughs> what I take like. away from the other trees. So <laughs> I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just stop right here. Right. Like everything <laughs> else in nature seeks to live to its fullest fullest potential. And mm-hmm. humans, because we're evolved and we've got like these nice brains and whatnot, it's like a gift and a curse, our consciousness, because mm-hmm. we will halt ourselves and hold ourselves back and not live to our potential, which is why so many people are living like a life of quiet desperation, because they are stifling themselves from trying to expand further and trying to grow more and do more and have more. Because when you have more, you can do more, you can serve more. And so really the result of, you know, compensation is added value and your ability to understand how you add value and what that value is makes you better able to be compensated at a high, compensated at a higher rate which means then you get to choose what you want to do with that money otherwise. And so why not having people who are, are, are good people, more good people making more money, because mm-hmm. then that's going to lead to more good being done in the world. So for yeah. those who are successful that you see, right, the women who are, um, you know, progressing and, and catching on and able to really serve, what are those common denominators that you see? Um, you mean just in general? Between like your team or maybe women in general, oh. what what is the formula for success or the recipe that helps women to really, you know, catch on and progress maybe, you know, at a, at a faster rate? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it ties in in general, both if you were to work in this business, uh, you know, in our life insurance agency or just in life in general, um, it definitely comes down to the willingness to ask questions and to keep growing. Um, So always, always, always stay humble and hungry, you know, like keep asking all the hard questions. Um, You know, what seems like a dumb question to you was probably something that your supervisor or manager was asking, like not that long ago too, you know, like there's so much, none of us don't know, you know, that we just have to keep asking questions. Um, The other thing I would say is, um, I mean, this is not a plug. This is like real life. Like you need a therapist and you need a coach. Like you have to stop 
right here. But like you need to having a therapist helps you become aware, you know, it helps you become mentally and emotionally aware of things that you didn't even realize. Like Mm -hmm. you have to have someone calling you out on your blind spots and it's most likely not going to be your closest friends because they love you and they just don't know how. So like a therapist will do that objectively. And then having a coach, like I'm so behind having a coach because they help you. um, They're the ones that helped me step out of the picture and really see where I was growing and where I was changing and actually see where my results really are. Because we can just get in the rat race of life and just keep going, 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 going and feel like we're not accomplishing anything. And so to be able to look at like, oh, this is how much we've done. This is how far I've come. And there's just people to help me get there. My therapist, my coach, the people I've asked questions with, the people I've chose to surround myself with. Um, And then, you know, at the end of the day, like, we do need therapy for the fact that we're dealing with other humans that don't put therapy. <laughs> um, so, you know, like we're dealing with humans that aren't emotionally aware sometimes that don't realize the types of conversations that come out of their mouth, you know? So, and then sometimes we're those people too, you know, like we're, we're going to therapy, we're getting our coaching, we're working on our personal development and we still say stuff we shouldn't say, and we still do things we shouldn't do, you know? And so I guess have another one would be like having grace for yourself of like mm-hmm. you're an ever growing person and then having grace for the people around you, even those, even those who are on their personal development journey with a therapist and a coach, they haven't yet arrived. And so they're still going to make mistakes too. So, yeah. Oh, that's so good because, you know, I think people somehow separate out like professional and personal and Wealth and Wellness University is the name of, of my community because I really, and it should be the other way around, but it doesn't sound as cute. Like Wellness and Wealth University doesn't sound as cute as Wealth and Wellness. But wellness <laughs> comes first. And so your ability to have the awareness, your ability to focus on your personal development is going to be a cornerstone for you to be able to accelerate professionally because the better you master yourself, the better you'll be able to master your workplace, whether you have a nine to five or your own business, like you cannot avoid the the development that has to occur to get to the next level. There's, I'm sorry, I can't, you know, lie to you and say like, there's a cheat code or a way around it. Like this is a necessity of the process is that you're going to have to do your work. And that's sometimes scary. And that's sometimes, you know, daunting or overwhelming because a lot of people have been through a lot of stuff. However, it's like, you get to choose. If you feel like everything is fine and dandy and you're able to accept fully where you are and what your circumstances, you know, are for you at the time, live your best life. Like you said, you're like, you know, nine to five wasn't for me. I'm not telling you that's what it has to be, but I knew myself enough to know that I'm not going to force a square into a round, you know what I mean? A square peg into a round hole. That would be you living inauthentically. That would be you, you know, not being genuine, which leads to suffering. And so, you know, to know yourself, you can only do it when you know yourself enough to say, all right, like, you know what, Ariel, I accept me the way I am. And how do we, how do we reform the world around me as opposed to me trying to conform to the world? And that comes from that development. So I love that you mentioned that. I think it's so key it's so key the gems y'all you got to listen to the whole episode again because if you haven't (laughs) notes you're missing out you know you're missing out so i would love to hear how you know anyone listening ladies maybe specifically can get connected with you to learn more about you know how you've been able to have success in this industry and how you might be able to help them yeah so yeah thank you for that um so i mean yeah and like what you were saying too just to touch on that really quick is like 
I can give you practical tips, at least in my business, right, of like how to be successful here. And like if you if you decided to come and work with me and you wanted to give this industry a shot, um, anybody can do this. And I'll give you the it's a plug and play system over here. So I'll give you the A to Z steps to make 10 to 15,000 your first month. Like if I can do it, literally anybody can do it. But the, like you said, it doesn't start with those practical tips. It really does start with yourself because I can give you the plug and play. I can give you the system here is so simple. But if you don't believe in yourself and if you don't understand the ways that you hold yourself back, mm-hmm. you're going to think it's another job that doesn't work. But mm-hmm. there's millions of examples of people within this industry that are winning and it is working. There's uh, there's a gentleman in our industry right now. His name is Josh Williams. He's only been with us for eight months and he's already at a million a month in agency. <laughs> and people can do that all the time. Like he's nothing special. I mean, he's a great guy, but like he's nothing special. <laughs> Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. If And it it just starts with you. It really does start with yourself. Um, So, you know, if anybody was interested in working with me, literally anybody can do this. Um, It's a plug and play system. It is life insurance. So you do have to be licensed and background checked. You can work anywhere in the nation with me. Um, So you do have to be in the United States. Um, You do have to get licensed and background checked. Once you get through that process, um, then it's just getting contracted with carriers. And again, like I would be your right hand woman <laughs> to really walk you from A to Z of how to be successful here. It's a, it's a, like I said, a plug and play system. So anybody can do it. <laughs> yes, I love it. You went from you know being laid off to a leader of an agency that is ever expanding and ever growing, and that's mm-hmm. you know that's the process. It, it takes one side to be able to appreciate and really be um, have gratitude for the other side. You know what I mean? And so when we look at other people's mm-hmm. stories, we're like, oh my gosh, like look at what they've overcome and how they've gotten to where they are. But we just hate being on the hamster wheel ourselves. Like we don't want to experience the, the one side. We just want the good side, you know, but that's mm-hmm. never how it goes. And no one is interested in that. That's boring. You know, we want to be able to see kind of a contrast where it's like a person was on this end and then somehow because of their dedication and commitment, they got to another place. And that's what makes it really, um, really, what's the word, kind of, I want to say commanding, but that's not it, but really draws us to that is really, you know, necessary for us to be able to, to see and we admire, you know, what has to go into that. So admire that in your own story. If you're in a challenging situation right now, if you are kind of on the downside of whatever your circumstances are, know that there is an opposite side, right? Mm-hmm. And and that you are probably experiencing the one so that you can make way for the other. And that's just really exciting because it means that you're on your way up. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really a lot easier said than done, you know, for us to be able to sit here and talk about it, but it's easier than you think, you know? So I think it's easier said than done, obviously, like to, you know, study for the licensing exam and to do, there's probably a lot of little things that have to happen that have to be done. But when you have a right-hand woman, you know what I mean? By your side, um, that's going to that's gonna support you being able to get through all of that stuff and make it happen. It's easier than you think, but it's easier said than done. So you are going to have to work. You are going to have to stretch. You are going to have mm-hmm. to expand to be able to, um, you know, be quote unquote successful, but it's possible and you're capable and, you know, mm-hmm. you, you are no different than the person making a million a month. And if a million a month isn't your goal and you just want to make like a livable wage, like a, I mean, I don't know about livable because livable wage to me is, is at least 10 to 15 K a month. Um, yes. you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> to actually like take care of all the things that we have to deal with in life. But, you know, I think it's so, so key. And I just want to congratulate you because it's so cool that, you know, you're in this place and position to be able to empower and employ um, other people. And to me, that's just phenomenal, right? I was congratulating you right before saying like women open doors for women. So for you to be able to have gotten to yourself where you are and then be saying like, hey, looking back and reaching back and saying, okay, I want to make sure that I'm answering the questions of, of people you know, that, that have no idea about what it's like to, to be in the life insurance industry or to be able to have your own business or to have the flexibility of not having to ask for time off and, and just being able to design your life. Cause essentially that's what you get to do is have more autonomy and um, control in how you live and what you do and don't accept. Oh, I'm just super excited for you and, and grateful to be able to watch your journey evolve. So, so yeah, where can people get in contact with you? Is it email, website? What would that look like? Yeah. So uh, I'm actually just going to straight up give my cell phone number because if anybody's interested in the business, um, you can text me or call me. Um, so my cell phone number is 702-273- six, four, seven, eight. You could just shoot me a text with your name. Tell me you're interested. Um, you could also find me on Instagram. It's at Ariel Alisea, um, or at Ariel underscore Alisea. Yes. Ariel underscore Alisea. <laughs> um, so that's my last name, A-L-I-C-E-A. I'm sure you'll see my name on the whatever. So yeah. Um, give me a call. Give me a, shoot me a text, send me a DM. Um, yeah, I'm happy to help literally anybody. Um, the, the commissions here. Great. I made 15 K my first month guys. And I had oh no, I'm like, I might need to switch to life. Yeah. And like outside of like the business expenses and anything else, 11,000 hit my bank account that month. So if I can do it, like literally anybody can do it. Like I had no experience. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show, sharing some serious gems and just look forward to continuing to cheer you on and support you as you're building your empire and helping others to build theirs. But um, have mm-hmm. to express the gratitude again for, for you being open and willing to share your story and what you got going on. So I appreciate you so much. I appreciate and- you. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're the gem of all gems. Love you so much. <laughs> Definitely. Y- y'all, if you didn't listen to the episode and take notes. You need to go back and listen to it again. I'm not lying when I say that. Um, But otherwise, we will talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.